Blues fans, glad you made it. We've got a really good episode this week of This Week in the Blues. I'm your host, Jimbo Big Train Madsen, with Big Train and the Locomotives. So let's take a look at what happened this week in blues history. Let's start with rhythm and blues pioneer Roy Brown, who was born September 10th in 1920. You need to put Brown's name near the top of the list of R&B pioneers who exerted a primary influence on the development of rock and roll. His 1947 recording of Good Rockin' Tonight was covered by Elvis Presley, Ricky Nelson, Jerry Lee Lewis, and many more, even Pat Boone. In addition, Brown's soulful pleading, gospel steep delivery impacted the vocal styles of B.B. King, Bobby Bland, Little Richard, and many more. September 11th, 1914 marks the day that St. Louis Blues was published. It was composed by W.C. Handy in one of the first blues songs to succeed as a pop song. The 1925 version sung by Bessie Smith with Louis Armstrong on cornet was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame in 1993. Delta bluesman Robert Wolfman Belfour was born on September 11th in 1940. He was born in Red Banks, Mississippi, and his father taught him to play guitar. He continued his tutelage in the blues from musicians like Otha Turner, R.L. Burnside, and Junior Kimbrough. His music was rooted in Mississippi Hill Country traditions, in contrast to Delta Blues. His playing was characterized by a percussive attack and alternate tunings. Barbecue Bob was born on September 11th in 1902. Born Robert Hicks to a family of sharecroppers in Walnut Grove, Georgia, his nickname was derived from his working as a cook in a barbecue restaurant. This is one of two existing photographs of him. Hicks is widely credited as being the singer who more than any other helped to popularize Atlanta blues in its formative period. Alger Texas Alexander was born on September 12th back in 1900 in Jewett, Texas. Some claim he was the cousin of Lightning Hopkins and the uncle of Texas country blues guitarist Frankie Lee Sims. A short man with a big, deep voice, Alexander started his career performing on the streets and at parties and picnics in the Brazos River bottomlands. He sang the blues in a voice that sounds and feels today like that of Lead Belly, Washboard Sam, Henry Thomas, or Blind Lemon Jefferson, with whom he sang during the early 1920s. Texas blues pianist Black Boy Shine was born on September 12th in 1908. Little is known of his life outside of his recording career. We do know that he was born Harold Holiday in Fort Bend County, Texas, and spent most of his life based in the Fourth Ward of Houston. He was part of the Santa Fe Group, a loose ensemble of black blues pianists who played in the many juke joints abutting the Atchison, Topeka, and Santa Fe Railway in the 1920s and 1930s. Bluesmaster Charles Brown was born September 13, 1922. Brown had several top 10 hits in the U.S. Billboard R&B chart between 1949 and 1952. His incredible piano skills and laid-back vocal delivery remained every bit as mesmerizing at the end of his life as they were back in 1945, when his groundbreaking waxing of Drift and Blues with guitarist Johnny Moore's Three Blazers invented an entirely new blues genre for a post-war audience. The blues standard, Stormy Monday, was first recorded on September 13, 1947. It was written and recorded by blues electric guitarist T-Bone Walker and features his smooth vocal and distinctive guitar work. As well as becoming a record chart hit in 1948, it inspired B.B. King and others to take up the electric guitar. 
Stormy Monday became Walker's best-known and most recorded song, being covered in 1961 by Bobby Blubland and 1971 by the Allman Brothers and hundreds of others. Chicago blues harmonica player Rhythm Willie was born September 15, 1910. Rhythm Willie appeared on 16 issued recordings between 1939 and 1950. Willie was first advertised in Chicago newspapers in October 1938, where he was touted as King of the Harmonica, or the Harmonica Wizard. He uses the harmonica in its simplest, cleanest form that is strongly influenced by clarinet intonations. Another Chicago blues maestro, Snooky Pryor, was born September 15, 1919. Pryor helped pioneer the now common method of playing amplified harmonica by cupping a small microphone in his hands along with the harmonica. While overshadowed at first by some of the other higher profile Chicago harp players like Little Walter and Junior Wells, Pryor has finally begun to receive full credit for the mammoth role he played in shaping the amplified Chicago blues harp sound during the post-war era. And finally, the King of the Blues, B.B. King, was born on September 16, 1925. King was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1987 and is one of the most influential blues musicians of all time. He introduced a sophisticated style of soloing based on fluid string bending, shimmering vibrato and staccato picking that influenced many later blues electric guitar players. King performed tirelessly throughout his musical career, appearing on average at more than 200 concerts a year into his 70s. In 1956 alone, he appeared at 342 shows. Well, blues fans, we just covered some of the highlights here. If you want to know more about these artists or other things that happened this week of the blues, be sure to follow our social media pages or visit our website at BigTrainBlues.com. We'll have a new episode next week. We'll see you then.